0: And welcome to the Feminine Arising Podcast. My name is Amber Moreno, and if you are new here, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode, I wanted to speak just a little bit on all of the feels. And so we're in a very interesting transit right now. I'm still kind of hanging out with Chiron a little bit. So it's really bringing out a lot of those emotions and things like that. And so for me, I had a pretty vulnerable conversation with a friend. I won't get into the details because the details aren't really important. What is important is the fact that she mentioned this is an initiation that I'm currently going through, and sometimes we forget that when life gets really hard and difficult and it presents all of these challenges, and even at times it could feel like things are hitting the fan, that that is how we are given our initiation into the next step. So my husband and I are planning our move to Sedona, which I mentioned in the last podcast. And since then, the Jeep has been having multiple problems. It went from a $1,200 job to who knows how much it's going to be now. Big issue with the brake system. It's more of a safety issue rather than, you know, anything in that way. You can't, I mean, the car can't be functioning if there's no brakes, right? It's more important that the brakes work than it is for the accelerator to work, you know? And so that has kind of been an issue that has popped up along with that. I'm kind of going through my own things. I recently discovered that my neck does not like to be manipulated by a chiropractor because I'm currently focusing on healing my vagus nerve. And for those that don't know, your vagus nerve starts up at the base of your skull here. There's like a little dip in your skull, kind of like where it, right below where it rests onto the spine. And the vagus nerve literally runs down through the throat, into the lungs, down through your intestines. It's this huge long, and it's not just one nerve, it's multiple nerves that kind of branch off. So when people say vagus nerve, that's incorrect. It's actually vagus nerves with an S. And so anyways, I'm discovering that 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 can happen. So I'm in a ton of pain on the right side. I have sinus pressure happening up here. I mean, the nerve really controls a lot of different aspects of our functioning. And it also includes in the breathing, obviously, because it does run through our lungs. So with all of that being said, I'm in a lot of pain today. Thankfully, I'm going to go get a massage after this recording. And so bringing that up, the pain has come back. It is a pain that I dealt with. I thought that I completely healed and got rid of, but it's a different pain. So the pain that I healed was an ancestral demonic dark pain. How you can tell the difference is because whenever you get any type of the back of the neck, anything like that, back of the head, back of the neck pain, and it's chronic, it won't leave and it doesn't matter what you do. And the x-rays say that you're fine, right? The MRI scans say that you're fine. It's literally an energetic leech of some kind of demonic, not benevolent figure. And it could be, you know, the way I'm describing it, it can be scary, but that's the reality of it because literally, and we'll use the devil, even though I don't really believe in the devil necessarily, but when that foot is pressed down on you, right? And the Bible talks about this actually, right? Right. Being under the foot of the devil, I think is what they say or something in that. I can't remember where it is listed, but that's literally what's happening on an energetic level. It's not actually happening in the physical life, meaning like there's not a guy or something actually standing on you. But in the energetic realm, there is something literally crushing on an energetic level. And so that's got to get out of there. So that pain is gone. That has left me. Now I'm looking at this on a true mechanical level, but also I was able to see, thankful, thankful to my friend who helped me to see this, that it's also energetic related to a mother wound. When I was a girl, I probably started getting manipulated um, by the chiropractor around, I want to say fourteen. I, I ha- I've always had these back problems. Right. And now I know it was because of the energetic work that needed to be done and the energetic energy or, and the energy that came through is back when I was that young, having to get manipulations. The first thing my mom said to me before I even experienced a chiropractor was make sure you relax your neck Because if you tense up, he can break your neck and kill you. And so every single time I go to a chiropractor since then, so 20 years later, that image, that thought goes through my mind. And that's a trauma that I'm not addressing. It's a little T trauma, but it's still a trauma. And it just kind of makes me wonder, like, where else do I have these things? And so that's part of the initiation, like really kind of going in deeper. What's the next level? We got rid of the really big thing. But what about all of the little things, those little things that are taking away the energy, those little things that we're not in alignment with? Even though we think that we are, there's still stains on the white veil. So how can we start addressing those not just being aware, but addressing those, taking action to release those things. And so, yes, so this is a really big, um, initiation for my husband and I, my husband is also going through his own, um, processes and that initiation, the Jeep being part of it, but just on an energetic level as well. And, um, I'll let him share his story when he's, Willing and ready. If you want to go ahead and follow him, it's um, I am dot Chris Moreno, and that's over on Instagram. And for those of you that maybe you want to also follow along my story as well on Instagram, it's at I am Amber Moreno, across all platforms. So coming back to the move, my cats are going crazy today. Like you can't see them. I no longer have a couch behind me. It's sold. Thank God. I've been wanting to sell my couches. I really liked that couch though, but, um, they're chewing up Amazon boxes currently. (laughs) You probably can't hear them. I'm going to try my best to edit out the sound and things like that, but just letting you know, like the energy of the moon has really kind of just creating this kind of chaoticness. Um, my, uh, my older cat this morning got into a scuffle with one of the neighborhood cats though she likes to kind of come around every now and then. She probably won't be back for a while now. Again, he always kind of really messes her up every time. He's fine. I checked him out. There's no blood, nothing like that. Um, He's resting now, but he definitely told me this morning, like, I just want to be alone right now because he was processing his, the emotions and the energy that were coming through. And it's just interesting how each of us is kind of going through that initiation. So like with my youngest cat, she's having GI problems. I kind of noticed that I was also having that, um, like just really detoxing and purging out things that no longer served me within my body. Um, ever since I got back from the intensive, it's kind of been nonstop. I'd say that this week's finally the week that I feel a little bit more regulated. However, um, my period still hasn't come. I can feel it, but it's almost like it's waiting for the right time. It's very interesting. And I thought, oh, I would be releasing on the full moon. That's usually, you know, a good time to start your period. But just because I think on a logical level that it's a good time doesn't mean that the body is quite ready. No, I'm not pregnant. I can guarantee that. But, you know, it's just my body is doing things. I'm not going to lie. I was a little panicky, like, oh, my God, am I going into pre-menopause? But because some women go into it at thirty-five. I'm about to be thirty-five this year, but I was like, I'm not even going to put that thought into my mind, because I'm going to hit menopause at, you know, fifty or my late forties, like as I should. Um, and yeah, so the body's definitely are everyone's body's definitely doing things. I think the only one who's kind of clear from all of this has been Fred, but not really because he's also just witnessing it all. And he's been a little on edge lately. He's he's definitely expressing his emotions. He hasn't been wanting to be as cuddly or lovey as he normally is. So, so if you're going through that and you're feeling any of that, just know you're not alone. And some questions I like to ask myself when I do start feeling these things is, where am I not meeting my own needs? Where am I not showing up for myself fully Where am I not loving myself? Is there any way that I can love myself more or show myself some gentle love at this moment? There's tons of questions that come to mind instead of projecting them out. Because I know for me, I can project things out onto my husband and then start having expectations into the relationship, which there's no conditions I have for my friends. So why do I put conditions onto my husband? You know, so... I look at it that way. And then same with myself. Like, am I holding conditions for myself that I have to be a certain way and do certain things? And that's why things are working out. Um, the way that they are, or I'm feeling the way that I am, because I'm not coming back to my the one true love that's supposed to be me. Because if I am oneness, I have God within me, then that means that I am my own true love. And when that's not the case. There's a misalignment there and I need to come back to center, come back to self. Why? Really? Like, why? What can I do? And sometimes it's as simple as not doing anything at all, giving us that grace to relax, to receive when we don't want to. And I know for me personally, it's been very difficult over the past three years. I've really had to learn how to step out of my masculine, which I think is also another reason why I tend to get pain on the right side. I was even feeling around on my chest and I have one chest muscle that is just bulging compared to the rest of them. And I'm like, well, that's because I'm still constantly trying to work out of my masculine. So how can I soften and lean back more? How can I come back to myself more? How can I just really attend to myself and be there for me. And I don't even look at it as on an inner child level because I feel like when we go to those depths, it's, it's a good thing, yes, we should do that work. But when we're doing that on a constant daily level, we're not truly learning who we are as an adult. We're not truly able to peel back those layers to see what happened? Because as much as I love inner child work, you need to learn who that child was, obviously understand where some, a lot of these roots started, but during the budding process of being an adolescent and a young adult, there's a lot that had that bloomed there. So what blossomed, what was growing out of those things? Like, yes, we can, like I said, start at the root, but if we're not looking at the buds and understanding the plant on that aspect, there's no way we're going to know what's going on in the roots under the ground without uprooting everything. And sometimes that's what we have to do, but you don't always necessarily need to do that surgery at that time. And those of you that work with plants know what I'm talking about. This brought up a good um, remark memory that I have of, I had this one alocasia plant. I, I no longer have it. The parasites killed it. But at the time it had, um, I forgot reps, I think is not thrips. It had thrips also. That's ultimately what killed it, but it had these other little bugs that eat the tubers underneath the soil. And I was I pulled it out because it was suffering so bad. Like the foliage just wasn't doing well. It Like it was turning yellow and all of these colors that weren't healthy and it wasn't growing. And so immediately I thought, oh, I'm stressing the plant out. I need to repot it. This was before I, uh, when I was first learning about how to take care of houseplants um, a few years ago. And so I pulled out the plant from the pot. And there was just all of these bugs in there. And of course I freaked out. They looked like little like centipede things. They weren't centipedes, so I don't know what they were what they were. Um, I can't remember. But anyway, I put the plant back down and I immediately like, okay, what do I need to do? Right. So I go find the research, like, okay, let me Google this, let me ask some people. And one thing was like, well, you gotta get rid of the bugs. So I had to go take the plant. Um, I lived in an apartment at the time, so I went downstairs, hosed it off. I don't even know where, how or why we had a hose, but we didn't. <laughs> and I literally hosed out all of the dirt out of the plant, out of the tubers, um, in the roots. And I got the roots really nice and clean. And then I repotted the plant. It took the plant a little bit of time to recuperate, but that problem was gone. Okay. And then it was later on that it ended up getting thrips really bad. I had a thrips infestation at this place I was at. I think it was just the building because um, we ended up getting bed bugs from that building too. I had to throw all so many things out. But my point being though is when we look at the foliage of what has blossomed and bloomed in our lives, that is the harvest of which we also reap. So that's why I'm saying understanding ourselves as an adult Okay. That's one layer. Can, is it just, is that the issue or do we need to keep going further down and really deep diving and seeing, okay, well, during the adolescent years, a lot of times we're also still budding. We're also still rooting down, right? It's not, and becoming that seedling, really. It's not necessarily, you know, you're fully grown. I like to think of like a tree in these aspects, right? When a tree begins, it's like this tiny, tiny little thing, tiniest little thing, but then, when it grows, they can get as big as a sequoia depending on the tree. Uh, but then the roots go so deep too. Like, I don't think we realize like how deep tree roots go. And the same thing with us when we have these little annoyances that keep coming up or these pains, or, you know, maybe we're not communicating correctly or we're not wanting to do um this or have that thought or whatever the case might be, right? We get triggered by certain things and people. What are the roots that have taken place there? What what was budded? What kind of tree is that? Is it is it one that is bearing good fruits or is it one that's dead already? And we're just hanging out like a stump waiting for someone to come take a seat, you know? And so... It's just all aspects. We can't just stop and only look at the inner child. We have to continue to keep going. And again, that's the root. So we can address the roots, but there's still opportunity like my alocasia, to die because there's other issues that we didn't address on the foliage side. And that just came through. So I hope that whoever's listening, that, that, Kind of resonates a little bit. But I know for me, that's really the kind of been my journey the past few years is really understanding who Amber is as a 30-something year old woman. I remember in my 20s, before I was even open and changed and out of the societal expectation, right? Out of the matrix, if you will. I remember telling myself. When I was very much in it, 30s are going to be my prime. And I knew, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And so much work has been done just in these past four years. I'm going to be 35, um, two months, actually. It's kind of crazy. So past five years, so much has been worked on and changed. And now I can go, okay, 30s is going great and it's going to keep going great. 40s is going to be even better. And I have to tell myself this and I have to know it because the deeper I go in my work, the better I become for myself. And when I become a better version for me, I can then be a better version for my husband. I can be more patient and understanding and hold that space for him. Same when I decide to have children, right? I have worked on myself to a point where I'm able to hold space and things. And even when they do trigger me, because I know that they will, right? We, we relive our past traumas through our kids sometimes. And again, it's just constantly being aware of, okay, it's not the child's fault. This needed to happen because I need to be aware of something else that I need to work on. And when I look back, even at my own childhood, I can see where my sister and I triggered my mother and that's why we got the response that we got from her. But she was so emotionally immature because she did not receive the proper nurturing from her mom. And the lineage goes down, right? That that's why she was the way that she was. And I, I forgive her for that. But at the same time, it's dealing with the pain and learning to get rid of that and transmuting that and allowing it to feel it. Like earlier, before I decided to record this podcast, I really had to sit in my car. I just dropped my husband off at work because we only have one car (laughs) at the time, right now. And I just, I cried a little bit and I just felt it and I felt the pain. And at the same time, I was like, but it's not for nothing. It's never not for nothing. It's always to learn something. Even if we don't quite understand now why it's happening or later down the line even, we still don't understand. On a soul level, we're gathering that information to help make ourselves better. And of course, when you don't feel it and you shove it down, this is where now chronic pain and conditions come up on the physical level. All of the sudden, you don't understand why you can't lose any more weight. I lost the first 10 pounds. Now I can't keep going. I had the same problem. And it wasn't until I started truly deeply addressing my traumas, the emotions, allowing them just to transmute through, that it was then that I was able to lose weight. And yes, diet plays a lot into it. I'd completely radically changed my diet. I went from, as I like to say, dead flesh to living waters, living waters being fruits and vegetables, which by the way, doctors tell us to stay away from. So you have to really discern for yourself Why am I doing this work? Why are these feelings coming up? And just allowing, just really allowing, even if it's anger, not taking the anger out on someone else, but just really just allowing it, breathing into it, seeing what it has to say. Because on a cellular level, we're really letting go of what's not serving us. And those cells are hanging on to those things. The body stores the trauma. There's that book, right? The body keeps score. I haven't read the whole thing. I only, I've read a portion of it. I couldn't get through it because at the time I was triggered by that book because my cousin, one of them was very much dealing with some of the issues. And we had a conversation. She didn't want to address her trauma. She wanted to sit in her trauma. She wanted to stay the victim. So unfortunately, for my own personal reasons, I couldn't, I couldn't read the book anymore. I couldn't have that relationship with that person anymore. And of course it saddens me, but that's part of the soul's journey. That was what we both signed up for. But really listening to our bodies when it's talking to us, our bodies talk through pain because it's the only way it can grab our attention. So now I know the, from the pain that I'm experiencing. And I was able to breathe it out and let it go. But as I was talking to my friend, it started to rear up again because it's not a physical pain. It's an emotional, energetic pain that I have yet to address and yet to let go. And that's why it still exists. It's not as intense anymore, but it's still there. So just I really wanted to... Bring attention to that today. And, you know, hopefully, like I said, this is really resonating with someone that needs to hear it. And just be gentle with yourself. Always be gentle with yourself during these processes. I used to be somebody that likes, and I still try to do this, (laughs) right? Go balls to the wall. No more of that. That era is over. There are people still trying to hang on to that era. They will be lost. So, anyway, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I see you. I honor all that you are. Honor yourself, too. It's the most loving thing that we can do for ourselves on this planet. So, with that being said, thanks for listening and I'll see you. I want to see you. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to go ahead and give this a like if you resonated with it. Also, you can follow me over on Instagram and TikTok now at I am Amber Moreno. Hope to see you over there and thank you again. Love you so much.